Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you be with us this uh, interview and that you let your word speak through my heart and let the truth prevail. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Got a great guest on the show, local celebrity, Mr. Keith Guidry. He is the regional sales manager for Blaze Outdoor Cooking Equipment, and you may know him as co-owner of Percy Guidry's here in Lafayette. Mm. Welcome to the show, Keith. Thank you, Todd. It's been a while. I mean, you've been it trying has. to get me on the show. I just want to get in front of you is all. It's We've been like strangers in the night, I tell I you. Uh, Keith and I have a, a history uh, through our prayer group and through Garcia, and he's an awesome person, and I'm so happy to, to call him a friend. But tell us about yourself, Keith. Well, you know, uh, I was born and raised in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, parents, Ray and Connie Guidry, and grew up in the family business, as you well know, and um Went to Como High School, you know, um, after after high school, kind of got into the family business full-time and uh, was the acting manager of the patio shop for 30 years plus. That's a long time. Yeah. You must be old. Yeah, I'm getting up there, man. <laughs> a lot of grays. And, uh, and so an opportunity came around where uh, this uh, regional sales manager p- position came available, and uh, I knew the territory. I knew a lot of the dealers already, as well as the distributor that I service. And so I interviewed for the job, and it's been a, a really exciting two years. But it has taken away from my freedom, a little bit of freedoms, but uh, it's been an exciting journey so far. T- today I want to uh, talk about your faith life a little bit, and but I do want to hear, uh, and maybe that there, there's a mixed story into your, your faith life and also the Percy Guidry story, but how, how did Percy Guidry get started? Tell us a little bit about that background. Well, Percy was my grandfather, and okay. he was a blacksmith, couldn't read or write, uh, came out of a little town called Nina, which is between Henderson and Burbridge, uh, worked for his brother, Cyrus Guidry, which everybody's maybe familiar with, yeah. uh, Guidry's Hardware and Guidry Ironworks, and um, and then wanted to venture out on his own and started Percy Guidry Ornamental Ironworks, and uh, my dad was an only child. He came along, came out of the National Guard, and uh, you know the equipment was a big thing. They were doing everything with their backs and with cutting torches and my dad invested in equipment and just kept growing the company had three boys we all wanted to be a part of the business and we grew it even more into the retail store and and, and the ironworks and everything and uh, our sister too Suzanne she came along out of a had an accounting degree and uh, it was a it was a heck of a ride for a long time <laughs> and uh, you know we're still just uh, banging it out there where do you feel like in your life that that your faith life really kind of started well, you know, I, 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 my mom passed away when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a junior in high school, and that was a very traumatic event in my life. Um, I was, uh, I guess you could say I was a lost sheep at that moment for the next two years and probably did a lot of things that uh, just to run away from the pain that uh, I'm not proud of, but it led me to a point where I was at a jumping off point. I was a fork of the road, so to speak. And... Um, I decided to get some help, and um, that's really from that moment on is where my spiritual journey started. Started off very small because I was really angry at God. You know, I thought He took her from me. I was a mama's boy. I was close to my dad, but I was I was emotionally tied to my mother, and um, so I was lost and. So the anger and the resentment that I had towards God was uh, pretty prevalent, and uh, 
you know, somebody came up to me and said, look, just start, start simple, you know, start with just talking to them. And, 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 you know, it's grown over the last, uh, 34 years, uh, made my Chrysia probably that's been what about 10 years ago. It seems like, you know, and it seemed like you, you, uh, were considering and leading up to Chrysia for at least 10 years prior to that. Right. Cause I remember running across you at St. Thomas more in certain places. And we always were talking about, Hey, Hey Keith, when are you going to make Chrysia and all this? So I know it was on your heart and mind for a while. I had no idea what it was about other than it was a men's retreat. And I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I call it a boot camp for, for Catholics now, but, um, it, it changed my, my whole life. I mean, I was a, 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 you know, like I said, the journey in believing in God grew. I knew that uh, before I went made my Christia that uh, God didn't take mom from me. He just brought it to a better place. And that, uh, you know, my, my relationship with him was my responsibility and nobody else's. And um, so, but when I made my Christia, I can tell you that I, I really didn't consider myself a, a good Catholic. I was just a Catholic. And I didn't understand what it meant to be Catholic. And Chrysia defined everything. It answered so many questions for me. And um, it, it basically changed my whole outlook and, and uh, the, the meaning of the bread, uh, the bread of life and, and the holy water and, and the, whole, the whole actual ceremony of Mass was defined for me. And it just has a much deeper meaning it's for beautiful. me today. You know, for me too, like the the big unexpected grace for me was the, my relationship with my my girls, and they when I got home, they couldn't wait to hear more about it and wanted to just dive into my experience, and and they were on a a, a level of spirituality that was way ahead of me, I guess, for me. Mm, and, and with your kids, yeah, mm. I know they're very devout. And tell 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 us how that related with your. With well, you know, I think somewhere in the Bible it says, you know, that the children will lead them back to God. You know, and they, my kids surely did. Um, you know, we we were fortunate enough and and felt it important enough to send them to a catholic high school and then we sent them to stm and they you know reagan was the oldest of the of of the two and she was four years ahead of justin and she had a spiritual journey she just fell in love with the campus ministry and did all four years and um, she shared that with us and again we were a spiritual family i just wasn't a good catholic father and uh justin of course had to go into it because his sister made him <laughs> and uh so he did incredible journey through the campus ministry at stm and um and then later on is when i made my Christia and and i realized just how beautiful god was in their lives and how you know i almost felt guilty because i didn't feel like i was living up to my uh christian uh job responsibilities if you will mm -hmm. uh, that god wanted me to live up to and but since then you know it's been a real good journey yeah we owe a lot to uh, lance struther and to john oh Listy, my god huh? john I mean, listy yeah. he started with my sister uh, with my daughter and then lance is just i mean they're both incredible yeah i tell the same story and with roy pedophies also mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. taught my daughter and just brought me in it sucked me in you know i'm like man i want some of that and that that was my takeaway you've had some struggles in your life with with health and 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 you and i have a supernatural story uh regarding that and i guess if you can share a little bit of that and i'll share my my side of it but I'm, i want you to go first about that a little bit about with my cancer yeah yeah well um i guess it was about seven years ago after i made my cursia i was uh, diagnosed with hodgkin's lymphoma my dad had passed away prior to that with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And um, I tell you what, I mean, you know, God, it's just amazing looking back on it, how God just has a plan. You know, he knows what is, what was, and what will be. And, and it's like he laid out this, this feather pillow 
of a path for me to walk on. Um, th- I get goosebumps thinking about it. Had I not made my Christian and had I not been spiritually prepared for that, I don't know how I would have taken the news. But from the moment I found out the diagnosis, I just felt like whatever happened, it was going to be okay. And, you know, I was real involved still with the uh, Altrea, you know, and, and all the men of Altrea. I was real big in the adoration with you guys. And uh, I just felt like I had so many people praying for me. I had my 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 other i belonged to another spiritual uh group of men and they were praying for me and maltreya men were praying praying for me and y'all were praying for me and when i can tell you that i was i would sit at my house after i'd taken a, a a treatment and i was just like in my chair all alone by myself i could feel people's prayers and people look at me like i'm crazy like you know mm-hmm. how could you say you felt prayers it it was a peace and a calm that is unexplainable and i know that to be i believe it to be from the bottom of my heart people's prayers for me and my health no doubt no doubt so i'm a dummy uh recently in my faith life uh, i i I came across the the bible verse in kings and it's about elijah and he goes to the cave and he's looking for god and he and he says oh he must be in the earthquake you know and then he goes no no he he wasn't he he must be in the fire and and he he looked but he wasn't And, and where god was in this cave that he was in was in the whisper of the wind and it really touched me, and it occurred to me uh, much later, because I'm slow, that um, I took your your intentions uh, f- for health to the Holy Land, and, and very intentionally. And we end up on Mount Carmel, my daughter Jessica and I, on top of Mount Carmel, which is like I don't know how many miles above sea level. It's beautiful. You're talking about the peace. You're talking about is it's that mm-hmm. over there. It's so beautiful. And uh, and we go to the cave of Elijah. And I kneel down and pray, uh, pray for you and, and for, for healing. And, uh, and I walked out of that, that cave and got on a bus and, and the phone rang in the Holy Land from you to tell me that you, you were cancer free. <laughs> I don't know if you ever told me that whole story. Yeah, that's the rest of the story. Oh, my gosh. As Paul Harvey likes to say. Wow. And, uh, and I wrote down because I was doing a little research this morning but i I don't you know again i'm i'm slow but but mount carmel actually means god's vineyard and uh and it's the it's the site i guess of the tradition of 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 the carmelites and stella maris there's there's a lot of tradition there but it was the it was the place that uh that 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 i I, i'm just happy to have have a little part in and 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 it was certainly wasn't nothing that i did but just it's a moment in my life that I remember uh, hanging up and being in complete tears. You know, it was a mm. joyful moment. Well, I tell you, I, you know, I got a call or a, a, a note from a friend who his daughter was diagnosed with cancer, and you know him real well. And my only advice to him was that I know you're hurt, and I know you're scared, and I know you're angry. I said, but let me tell you, I said, I don't know where this is going to end, but there's going to be miracles all along the path just keep your eyes open you know just keep your heart open and keep your eyes open and i'm telling you from that moment he would text me all the time mm-hmm. man you couldn't have spoken pure words and i and i think god's with us all the time it's just sometimes we just get covered up you know uh, even my dad you know when he was dying i know you know that story about his dream and everything and i don't know if we have a whole lot of time yeah, to I go want to talk that. about that i did some research on that that was pretty incredible so my dad when he was you know, at his final days, uh, he was in the hospital and, uh, I stayed with him one night and he woke up the next day and he looked at me and he's like, um, man, I had this very vivid dream. And he tells me about it. And he says that he was walking down this hallway and at the end of the hallway was this big, huge blade of grass. 
And I said, is that it? He said, no. He said, I said, you're the same age you are now? He said, no, no. I was a toddler, and I was naked. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> My dad was a heck of a storyteller, and I didn't know if he was you know, running me a line or, or if he was telling me the truth, but I could, I could sense that it was more true than not. And I said, wait, wait, are you sure it wasn't like a palm leaf? Because I'm thinking maybe it's a spiritual thing, a spiritual right. sign. He said, no, no, it was a single blade of grass. And I said, what kind of grass was it? He said, St. Augustine. And I was like, hmm. He said, what do you think it means? I'm like, I don't know, Daddy. So my sister shows up, and uh, no, no, the, the the next day, I couldn't stay with him. I showed up at early that morning, the next morning, and he couldn't wait for me to get there. He said, Keith, I had the same exact dream. Wow. And I said, the same exact dream? He said, yeah. He said, but you remember I told you it was a hallway I was walking down? I said, yeah. He said, it wasn't a hallway. It was. I thought it was a hallway, but the, the, the hedges were so perfectly manicured. It was a row of hedges, but he, I said, you were the same little boy? Yep, naked, yep. I said, blade of grass at the end? Yep, St. Augustine, yep. He said, what do you think it means? I was like, I don't know, Dad, it, may, it sounds very spiritual to me, you know? And, and my sister shows up, and I'm still thinking this may be a little bit of a tall tale from my dad, so I said, ask him about his dream. And she goes, what? And I said, just ask him about his dream. So she asked him, and he sat up in bed, and I mean, with total conviction, told her the whole story, verbatim, what he told me. And he asked her, well, what do you think it means? She goes, I don't know, Daddy. So he passes away. That never really occurs to me, that dream. It just kind of becomes a second thought. And you called Calvin James. You came pick me up. We went to your camp to put in some guys' logs. And yeah. you started telling me about the story of uh, Joseph and his father and his brothers. And I just started, like, having these like little ping moments you know where things started clicking i'm like what you know and he said hang on let me let me finish my story then you tell me what you got to tell me so i told you the whole story about my dad's dream and i and you your advice to me because i asked you i said what do you think it means and you're like it sounds very spiritual but you know who you need to talk to and i said who's that you said call you need to call calvin calvin james so i did i called him and i went to his house and i told him the whole story and he sits down and he looks at me with total conviction. He says, well, it's totally obvious what that dream means. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about, Calvin? He said, Keith, when, back in the, old, in the Old Testament, when people had dreams and they were identical uh, back to back, he said, that was of God. Yeah. And he said, so your daddy and my interpretation of this dream was walking down the row of hedges. And he said, do you know anything about the hedge of protection? I'm like, no. And he said, okay, I'm going to give you something to read about that. He said, but I want you to, and he's walking to God. He said, your daddy's with God. And when he told me that God, my dad mm. was with God, mm. I started crying like I've never cried before. Mm. So I get back to my house and I read what he told me to read, which was the story of Job. Mm. And everything started making perfect sense. Everything made sense except one thing. And so when I got to work the next day, I started researching and pulling up scripture and putting it to the interpretation of the dream and the only thing that doesn't didn't make sense like the hedge of protection made perfect sense you know i didn't even know about that you know they prayed and asked god to place a hedge of protection around their families around their farms and um that was incredible the the nakedness you know when job fell to the ground and he tore the robe from his body and he fell to the ground naked said i, I came into this world naked and, that, and i will leave this world naked and uh and then the baby you know, just had a biblical meaning to it. You know, just, just you know, we're all children of God. 
but the thing that didn't make sense was that darn blade of grass, <laughs> you know? And, and so I, I literally was sitting in front of my computer and I leaned back in my chair and I was like going St. Augustine, St. Augustine. And then I think on the third time, maybe the <laughs> third time, it, it, it occurred to me, well, I wonder if there's a St. Augustine. So I Googled St. Augustine and then this came up in Wikipedia, St. Augustine. And then I started reading his bio and when I, I get goosebumps every time, when I got to his birthday, he was born November 13th, the year 364 or 5, I believe. And I just started crying again uncontrollably like I never cried before. And I just started freaking out, you know. And so I called Calvin. And when Calvin answered the phone, I said, Calvin. And he said, well, before you tell me what you got to tell me, Keith, I haven't stopped thinking about your story, your dad's story. It, it just it left such an impression on me. I said, dude, let me tell you. I'm walking around my store and my body's like gyrating inside, like I'm, like I'm vibrating and I, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And I told him what I just discovered and, and I said, it wasn't St. Augustine grass, it was St. Augustine. And I said, man, do you realize his birthday is shared with me? My birthday is the same birthday as St. Augustine. He said, Keith, the, that vibrating you're feeling, that's the Holy Spirit and that story has become relevant in your life right now for some reason and you need to share it. And so it's a great opportunity to share this right now with the people. But and one other thing, so, you know, I'm kind of ADD. I don't, I, when I grab a hold of something, I try and go all out. I did some more research on St. Augustine. I watched this movie and everything about the, um, you know, his, uh, his whole life and great movie. And uh, his mother, Monica, St. Monica, uh, when the when Saint Augustine was being born, he she called out because he was her dad was out in the bar drinking. Yeah, you know, hey, can you Carousing. go get my husband? Yeah, <laughs> and so they went and get her husband, and when he got there, she asked him, "What do you want to call your baby?" And he said, "Well, I want to name him after the best, you know, ruler of of Rome we've ever had, which I think was uh, it wasn't Saint Augustine, it was Saint uh, oh uh, Constantine." And she's like, yeah, no, but I want to name him Augustine. And we always know that you know, the wives get the last word, so he, <laughs> it, his name stuck. But the relevance to that was when I saw the word Constantine, it just it blew my mind because my mother's real name wasn't Connie. It was Constance. What? Which is basically the female version of Constantine. Hello. So, I mean, all these ties, I, I feel like my mother was now even part of his journey back to heaven and uh, who had gone way before him. So, you know, uh, those are the little miracles that when I tell people, keep your eyes open, um, those things are real to me as, as breathing air. And uh, I know God's a part of our lives, walking with us every how, day. How awesome is that? Uh, remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics, and today's guest is Mr. Keith Guidry. And uh, Keith is um, also a host uh, amongst uh, being co-owner of Percy Guidry, and he's the regional sales manager of Blaze Outdoor Cooking Equipment. He likes to cook. Love and, to cook. Uh, he's got he hosts, you may know him from YouTube or uh, his, his local show, Grilling with the Guru. He is the guru, <laughs> right? We got a couple of gurus. Kurt, Kurt Guillory and him, <laughs> and uh, they put on quite a show. I, I, I watched their July 4th uh, cooking show recently, and a beautiful, I was telling you before we came, his son Justin was, beat you to the show. He, Justin he was a guest. Uh, 
a year or two ago on Cajun Catholics and just a, a great young man and obviously was led by a, a great father. And uh, but Justin was so young in that in that video. My goodness, that was I think it was like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, years that old. was really fun to watch. Okay, something that caught my attention: your your T-shirts that said "Extra Cajun." We're extra I want to hear a little. <laughs> you know, the show's called Cajun Catholics, and I start. You know, my mind starts wondering, going, maybe we need shirts that say "Extra Catholic," "Extra Cajun," "Extra Catholic." Heck I think yeah, that, I Why like not? that. It's got I a little do, ring to I it. I love that. It? I love that. We put extra Cajun on the front, extra Catholic on the back. But well, I was where did in, that come from? I was inspired. I was watching one of these grilling shows. I forgot what it was called. It was a national grilling show. And this guy had a shirt on. It said uh, extra virgin, like extra virgin yeah. olive oil. And he had a, a line through virgin, and it just it's extra. And, and I thought, well, wouldn't that be great to have an extra Cajun uh, shirt? You know, and so... And when I get stopped when I'm wearing it, they say, well, what makes you extra Cajun? I said, well, look, I said, I got Champagne bloodline. I got Landry bloodline. I got Gidry bloodline and Connolly. So I got three parts Cajun <laughs> and one Trinity. part, yeah, one part uh, Italian, uh, uh, Irish. So I said, you know, I, I'm extra Cajun. You That's know? the true Cajun Trinity, which you just <laughs> named right there. <laughs> uh, Keith, I mean, obviously this is, and you and I, lifelong Lafayette residents, you know, what makes our area so special and, and what, what is it about the cooking, you know? Well, you know, somebody asked me one time, where should I go eat? You know, if I go to somebody's uh, house, you know, who, one of your relatives, who, who serves the best food? And I said the closest one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> save you some guys. I love that. I mean, you could, you could, you could go down my street and pretty much pick any house and i guarantee you're gonna be impressed with the food <laughs> i don't know what it is about this but i mean i know me personally i grew up like i said i was a mama's boy i was on my mama's heels when she was in the kitchen she was an excellent cook again she was a landry and a Connolly, but she provided very flavorful meals and i remember learning under her tutelage as a young kid then going to the camp with my dad I mean, everybody knew my dad is the best camp chef in the country. Yeah. You know, I mean, he he makes some of the best food out of nothing. I mean, he would he would just go to the pantry and grab stuff that's just been in there, and he would just throw things together, and it was like the best meal you've ever had in your mouth. You know, and so learn from him, learn how to cook volume from him and, and other people at the Festival International, Uncle Howard, uh, Rene Prejean, you know, all these people that cooked at the festival. It, it, it's just been an assortment of people that have inspired me and. And, and taught me and took time to explain to me how to cook and what, what flavors go good together. A funny story. So I was a guest chef on the show a while back, oh, a long time ago, <laughs> and I cooked a gumbo. And I'm, I'm self-proclaimed, uh, you know, I think I'm a pretty good gumbo cooker. And uh, I always make my own roux. And I remember on the show we talking about making it like a dark penny, you know. I tell mm-hmm. you, I took it for granted because I have screwed up my roux the last, like, three times I cooked a gumbo. <laughs> it's been a disaster, man. Well, you told me that the secret is not to use a plastic spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, don't tell, don't be telling that story on, on public. No, yeah, just, wooden spoon worked yeah, better. Yeah. I went to the duck camp uh, late one night and only had enough flour to do one roux, and, and I didn't have a good spoon. I, I used a plastic spoon, and I melted the spoon into the roux, and I, and I didn't tell the guys because we were all starving, and we had to eat, and so nobody died that I know of. Picked out as much of the plastic yeah. as we could. Yep. I heard something uh, in Mass uh, uh, Sunday that struck a chord with me, and it, the, the priest said, "We need to keep the faith, but just don't, but not to yourself. Don't mm. don't keep it to yourself. Mm. Uh, you, you've done a good job. You're out a lot. You travel uh, of, of of passing the good the good news and and the good word, 
what's your thoughts about about our job as apostles you know yeah i mean uh there's a part in the bible that i think of my daughter whenever I, I read this passage about you know your light don't put it don't put it under a basket you know mm-hmm. leave it open so that the whole the whole house can be uh, lit up and and that that's reagan i mean my daughter she's an incredible incredible woman and uh and she's in the field of uh helping people through counseling she got a counseling degree and she's she's continuing that um and and she's actually my role model i mean uh and guys like you you know i see what y'all do when i met you i knew about you and i knew about your company and your family and everything but i when i started going to adoration with you guys I my 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 favorite words coming out of my mouth when I tell people about y'all. I never knew there were such faithful men mm-hmm. in Acadiana. I just didn't know y'all walked this area, you know. And it's still, it was so reassuring to know that I and my journey, no matter where I'm at, can come to a friend like you, and and you apostolize to me, and and I maybe to you. Absolutely. And, um, but no, I, I never, if ever I feel that, that God has put me in a position to share my faith with other people, and you know, you get that feeling mm-hmm. uh, when it's not right, you know, and sometimes you, it's better to listen than to talk. And but when, but when God compels you to talk, I, I share with without reserve my whole story, because my whole story, it, it isn't all glamorous. You know, I had some dark days in my story. And that is somehow has been more helpful to Absolutely. other men, knowing that they're not the only ones that walk through darkness. You know, they, we've all shared in those perils, but the answer is still the same. All my problems, pretty much in my opinion, are of my own making. Yeah. I'm a human being. I'm a sinner. I fail. All my solutions to all my problems, it's not money. It's not who you know. It's God. It's plain and simple. God is the answer to all my problems. And so my prayer and meditation life with my wife, you know, the benefit from the Kersia was not just me, which was huge. But when I came out of Kersia and my wife and I, she, I shared with her what I went through, her falling in, back in love with her faith was as equal, if not more, mm-hmm. than mine. And she's going to Bible studies. She's incredible. She, I mean, and she was incredible before, but she's now more incredible and more desirable than the day I met her. Oh, man, I can't wait till she listens to this. Yeah. It's beautiful, Keith. Uh, I, I had the same experience. I wanted my wife to make her see us so bad when I came out. And it's like, okay, it was, wasn't her time. It wasn't for her. But but like, like you said, over time, she has really got into Bible studies and got into her faith and an energy. It's, it's just a give and a take. It, it keeps me going, too. Mm-hmm. So, no yeah, we, we, sh- we share about... 30 minutes of prayer and meditation. We, we read the daily readings every morning, and then we, we open it up to uh, about 10, 15 minutes of prayer and offerings and, and thanks to God for all that he's done for us, and uh, it's the best part of my day. Just to back up your witness, just a minute left on the show, you know, but when 18 years ago when I made Chrysia, I didn't know what I was doing. I just didn't want to lose that feeling, and and, and we began to do adoration and, 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 and breakfast and didn't know what we were doing, never was an agenda. Just love, love the Lord, you know, and, and it just, it's just, it, it came out on my knees, I guess that's how I could say it. And um, I, I was in Mass in Stevensville, I was telling you about that mm-hmm. Mass, and, and the priest said, you know what women really like? You know, women like men that are devoted to the Eucharist, that, that are devoted to their faith. That's what women really like. And it just kind of, I don't know, it, 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 it touched me in a way. I, I never really look at things from other perspectives, but it's true. It's no, true. I mean, there's absolutes in this world, and, and that's, that's one thing. You know, God is, and he was, and he, will, he is what will be.
Yeah, uh, just been a blessing in my life, Keith. Um, going to have Reagan on the show at some point, wh- hopefully while she's still a kid. Wait, wait, not a, gonna happen wait a few weeks because she'll yeah. show me up so bad. <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. So, yeah, just let me go first. Yeah, well, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. I love you so much. You're just a great friend of mine and uh, I'm very a mentor of mine, and um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right, my friend. Uh, you've been listening to Cajun Catholics with Keith Gidry. You can hear old episodes on Spotify or, or uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts if you search Cajun Catholics. Again, we always uh, uh, we challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. Very Cajun, very Catholic. Extra, extra, extra Cajun. Extra, extra Catholic. Cajun, extra Catholic. That's the new catchphrase. <laughs> I'm extra Catholic. <laughs> Until next time, God bless.